0: The following program is being brought to you on the Seventh Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit SeventhWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. Welcome. You've entered the realm of 1111 Talk Radio. Your host is Simran Singh. It's time to discover your own language with the universe. Learn to empower yourself, broaden your mind, open your heart, and discover who you are. Now, here's your host, Simran Singh.
1: Welcome to the third of a series in September of personal empowerment. Today we're going to talk about authenticity. What is your authenticity factor? Have you found the authentic you? Are you living an authentic life? Are you sharing your voice in authentic ways? From 1997 to 2003, the number of youth under the age of 18 who engaged in plastic surgery increased by 375%. It is amazing how people are putting on the mask and trying to hide more and more of themselves. But there are individuals such as Norma Hollis, the voice doctor, who will not stand for that and are coming forward and leading many men and women, whether for personal growth and development or in business leadership or for speaking to new heights when it comes to authenticity. She has become, begun an authenticity movement, and I'm honored to have her on 1111 Talk Radio today. Norma, welcome to the show.
2: Thank you, simran thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it.
1: You know that is such a powerful word, authenticity. And I think there're probably some people that think they know what that means and there're probably other people that might like a good definition of what that really is.
2: Well, I when I say authenticity, I'm talking about the quality of being real, being sincere, being genuine, coming from your heart more than from your head, being trustworthy, being credible. And uh, being who it is that you were sent on this planet to be. I also look at authenticity as being for the common good. So a person can be authentic and speak maybe what's on their mind, but if it's not done in such a way that uh, promotes the common good, then it does not fit in my definition of authenticity.
1: Well, so many people are challenged by that because we we tend to fall into the trap of being people pleasers, not using our voice, not always stating what we need, um, and then also not necessarily allowing ourselves to be guided towards that, what is the best for the common good. We kind of fall into the line and would rather be a follower than a leader. How does someone begin their steps towards becoming authentic?
2: Well, it starts with listening to what's happening within themselves. We are each born with a guidance system, a GPS system. It's the voice that speaks within us. And that voice is given to us by our Creator in order for us to discern and to get direction on what our path is supposed to be in this world. So often, though, that voice gets clouded among the things we go through in the institutions of life that cause us to lose it. But people who maybe feel that they're not authentic, I, I love to tell them that they are, and I can prove it to them, because if you walk out of your house and you are wearing clothes, then you have a level of inner voice listening that you're doing. Because every day that we put clothes on, we say to ourselves, hmm, wonder what I'm going to wear today. And generally, we say it to ourselves, within ourselves, without saying it out loud. And the fact that we always emerge from our home with clothes on means that we got an answer. And we probably didn't answer ourselves out loud. It's an answer that came from within. So what I suggest to people who want to connect more with their inner voice, one of the first steps is to listen to how that voice comes to you when you ask yourself, what shall I wear? Or you ask yourself, what am I going to eat? Because you always get an answer, and does it come as a thought, a feeling, a memory, something in your gut? Just how does that answer come? And that gives you a sense of knowing how to listen to your inner voice and how the voice comes to you.
1: That also sounds as if someone has to develop a sense of trust as well and and also a sense of listening.
2: Oh, it's absolutely critical. Listening to the inner voice is not always easy, and there are so many times, for example, when people may say, dang, I knew I should have done whatever, because that inner voice gave them a direction and told them what to do, but they didn't listen. So by trusting that voice, I started trusting my voice and testing it, if you will, when I was um, very young, eight, nine years old. And I would do things, and what I recommend to people now is that when you feel that that voice is coming, You can do things like say, okay, if that voice is true and what it's supposed to be, then I'm going to see someone in red socks in the next couple of days. You know, I I do events across the country. And, matter of fact, when I was in Columbia, South Carolina, just about a year ago, I was telling this story, and one of the people in my class, a lady named Kat, uh, had that same kind of uh, question, what do I do? And so she said, Well, I'm gonna just say, if that's what I'm supposed to do, I'm gonna see some zebras, because she figured she would never see zebras. <laughs> and she, sure enough, she got home just after making this declaration, and her husband was watching TV, and for this particular chance time, he was not watching sports, which he usually does. And when she asked him what he's watching, he said, Well, do you want to watch something else? And she thought that was strange, first of all. So we started changing the channel, and lo and behold, what came on TV? But zebras. And then she went to her computer to, to finish a word game she was doing, and what came on, on, the, on the computer screen? Zebras. So if you ask the question for confirmation, you will get an answer if you give it time to come to you. And you're reasonable about it. So, sure, I suggest people test out, test out the voice. Get to know it and get to know how it talks to you. Get to be comfortable with it so that way you can trust it. You can't trust it if you don't know how it operates and, and works within your life.
1: Well, absolutely, and I can corroborate that story because I had a friend that was up in New York City, and she decided that she was going to test not only her intention, but the ability to really receive what she was asking for. Mm -hmm. So she decided that she was going to set the intention to see a hippopotamus. There are no hippopotamus in the middle of New York City, (laughs) but by the end of that day, they received a fax, uh, from someone that was advertising services, and it was the hippopotamus company, and it was a hippopotamus right on top of the facts. I, so that is so
2: true what you bring up. I just love when that happens. It's just confirmation again that that voice does speak to you, and it's real and it's true. All we have to do is trust it.
1: All we have to do is trust it. Yeah. Tell me, if, if someone applies more and more authenticity into their life, how does the quality of their personal and professional relationships and experiences improve?
2: Well, uh, it improves in numerous ways. I can give you some examples from people who I have worked with and coached uh, recently. Uh, one lady uh, resides in Detroit, Michigan, and um, when she decided to be a part of my program, I uh, told her that I would recommend that she would consider – I have to sneeze. Wait a minute. <laughs> I'm so sorry.
1: That's
2: all right. right uh, I asked her to consider losing weight because she was probably over 100 pounds overweight. And um, because, she, because I mentioned that to her, it caused her to go back into her life and understand why she gained that much weight. She had forgotten that she had been sexually abused as a very young child and that she had started to eat as a way to mask the pain of the sexual abuse. Now, this was back in December, early January of this year, and in that time, it's now been nine months, she has released, and she says released rather than lost because lost means you want it back. She has released 85 pounds, and so that has allowed her to connect more with her authenticity, first by being authentic about mem- about the memory of what happened to her and then to allow her body to return to the, to the place that it is supposed to be at more authentically, other people are telling me that they have um, uh, been able to be more clear about what their purpose is on life, what their assignment is in life, what they should be doing, tweaking uh, jobs, tweaking the things they do with their extra time, all in a way of becoming more getting gaining more clarity and confirmation about why they're really here. You know so many of us just do jobs and just do things and go through the motions, but they were able to get a deeper sense of the reason why they're here and therefore be more authentic to what their purpose is of being here on this planet.
1: Well, and that takes me back to what you said at the very beginning because you mentioned that sometimes we have to uh, use the pain that we have to find that place of authenticity and use that as fuel. Or, uh, and, and, and many times that pain that we have in our lives, it really is there for a reason. And, and part of that is to remember the truth of who we are and the greatness of who we are and the authentic, authenticity authentic part of us wants to come back forward, wants to really come out and claim its power. So you you advise people to consciously get back in touch with their many
2: different parts based on that story. Oh, absolutely. And we all do have many different parts. I'm glad you put it like that because we all have parts. And when we have pain, oftentimes the parts get scattered. So being authentic also means collecting all your parts together back into a whole so that you can actually, again, be who it is, remember who you're supposed to be, and then be that person.
1: And when we're collecting those different parts of ourselves, and some are are parts that we may be proud of and other are parts that we may not be, um, what is your suggestion in dealing with that shame that we might associate with certain things, certain parts?
2: Well, you know, the word shame is a word that I um, am not real fond of. I don't think anyone should be shameful about anything that they have experienced, done, thought, or whatever. We all have uh, times in which we engage in whatever that may not be for our greatest benefit. But part of that is a part of the learning process. Life is an evolutionary process that is involved with continuous learning. So it's not shameful, it's just an experience that allows you to, to learn. And I am here today.
1: And I am here today with Norma Hollis. You can find out more about her at normahollis.com. She is going to be in the Columbia, South Carolina area on Saturday, September the 19th, at the Marriott Spring Hill Suites on Lady Street. She will also be in Phoenix, Detroit, and Memphis during the coming months.
0: Your online community for positive change. 7th Wave Network.
3: We all want peace. We all desire a more meaningful life. We work hard to achieve these things, but at what avail? The key is authentic living with Andrea Matthews. Andrea will interview some of the great spiritual experts of today and will provide wisdom to help you raise your consciousness to the level of your own I Am. Your authenticity can give you miraculous gifts, but you have to know how to get there. Listen for Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Heard live every Wednesday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the 7th Wave Network.
0: Have you seen 11 Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11-11-22-33-444. Discovering the heart and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. the new home for visionary positive change. Seventh Wave Network. You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. If you'd like to join today's discussion, please call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5795. Again, 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to info at believesc.com. Now back to 1111 Talk Radio with Simran Singh.
1: Imagine a world where you are clear on your purpose and who you are meant to be. Imagine a world where children are raised with knowledge and development of their natural gifts and talents that they were born with. Imagine a world where people have genuine care and concern about each other and conduct themselves with a respect for the common good. These are the reasons that the authenticity movement was born. Whether through keynotes, half-day workshops, multi-day seminars, or coaching programs, Norma T. Hollis, the voice doctor, creates transformative presentations that are designed to challenge management staff and entrepreneurs along with the individual that just wants to grow. Authenticity is a powerful place to live from, and we need our mentors, our teachers, and our coaches to support us in getting there. Now, Norma, I'd like for people to know you a little bit better. How did you come along this path? You know, they say we teach what we need to learn. Was this something at one point you had to learn, and that's how you are now the teacher of it? Explain that a little.
2: Well, I had to learn, and will continue to learn, and evolve throughout the rest of my life, I'm sure. Um, There's three particular uh, times in my life when uh, authenticity has been what I was, I guess, learning. And it started when I was a child at the age of eight. And uh, at that time, I developed a hole in my eardrum, which uh, we treated, which came with was an infection, obviously. And we treated with antibiotics, and that caused uh, infections. I'm sorry, it caused um, allergies. So I couldn't take penicillin, and then I had to, they tried several other antibiotics, and they eventually put me in the hospital to do a culture on the ear to find out uh, what, it is, what it was that would stop the infection. Well, the only thing, the only one thing that they found that would work, and the only way that they could apply it was topically. So they had to put a, a liquid on my eardrum, uh, through the hole, onto the eardrum, and I can't even tell you what that oh, felt that like. Oh, that
1: sounds painful, yes.
2: Oh, it was, I mean, I can say it calmly now because I just don't remember the pain as much, but I remember how much I howled and screamed and cried and just had an awful, awful, awful time. And, and that, that continued for about a full year, year and a half. And uh, during that period of time, I think what started me on the authenticity understanding or questioning, if you will, was why, what happens to children when they become adults and lose their sensitivity to the children who are around them. And, I mean, I've since learned that, you know, it's bills and credit cards and, and inflation and all the things that we as adults, you know, have to deal with. But what happened was the adults around me, while they were somewhat sympathetic with my pain, they really didn't get to the depths of really assisting me. They had lost their ability to be as authentic as I needed at the time to help me deal with this tremendous pain that I experienced at such a a very early age in my life.
1: That's a pretty big awareness for a child that's eight years old.
2: Well, I came to the planet more aware than most and that also made it kind of difficult because I was supposed to be um, a care about nothing little child and I just, I have pictures of myself when I was, you know, very young and where, like for example, a picture of us uh, at, at an Easter program where there's an Easter buddy there and there's three other girls with me and myself who are on this chair and the other little girls are like, they're just glean in delight, they're just so happy, Easter bunny's there and I'm looking like, what, that ain't real, what's going on and I must have been like four years old so I've always had that sense of, of I came with it. So it just made it a little, little different, um, just a, little, a little different. I always had a more of a higher awareness than the people around me. Sure. And so, yeah, so that was, I um, mean, even at the age of nine, when I would get these terrible earaches um, after having these treatments in my ear for the last few, several months, I had a, a, a grandfather who was a Baptist minister, and he was the only one who could stop my earaches because he would pray over my ear. And before he prayed the first time, he told me that I must have something important to do for God so much pain to give me at such an early, life, early age in my, in my life. So, And even at that point, I asked him if God would give me the training for what I'm supposed to do before I'm 30 years old. And I'm, I'm only 9 years old, so obviously I had some kind of awareness of something at a very early age.
1: Well, it's really interesting that the, the situation that you were experiencing had to do with your ear, which, which is related to hearing. Yes. And, yes. and here you are being someone that teaches other people how to use their voice so they can be heard. Exactly. So it's such an amazing correlation that takes place, and we often, uh, if, if we allow ourselves, we can see certain messages like that that come up uh, to really help guide us into where we can be most
2: powerful. And that's a part of being authentic because if um, I help people, they call me the voice doctor, the authentic voice doctor because I help people look at those threads in their life because the threads speak volumes to who you're supposed to be, what you should be doing, whether you're doing it or not. But it helps people to come to their authentic core because the things we do, we're kind of led to do them from somewhere and that somewhere oftentimes is our inner voice. And one time we just go through the motions not realizing that these motions are all connected that there's a reason for them, there's a tie. And that's what I help people do to diagnose and to, to uncover what that thread is in their lives and how to pull it out so they can be their authentic selves.
1: Now some people um, really do battle with one element which is confidence. So even if you get to a place where you feel authentic, you, you can express authentic, but you necessarily don't have the confidence to do that, how does one go about uh, strengthening that aspect?
2: Well, I think it's back again to doing the, um, the testing, if you will, uh, of the voice that's in you. Because the more you trust the voice, the more confident that you're going to be. So just like the lady with cat with the zebras, when, when she did the zebra thing and they kept showing up, and the hippopotamus that you talked about, that just raises your level of confidence. It's like, oh, yeah, I'm not here by myself. There's, there's a whole host of unseen energies around me that are supporting me and moving me forward. So you just need that, uh, that uh, reinforcement, if you will, that helps you to know that, and that's just through giving it just those little tests, and, and you get the confirmations to know that you're on the right path.
1: Now, you speak about nine dimensions of
2: authenticity. Yes, Can I you do. go
1: into a little bit um, about some of those nine dimensions?
2: Well, the nine dimensions are based on three domains, and we talked about one domain, which is inner voice. Another domain is outer voice, and the third domain is expressive voice. Inner voice is composed of three dimensions, and that is intuition, integrity, and inspiration. So inner voice has to do with hearing the voice within you, listening from within to know what it is you're supposed to be doing, who you're supposed to be. It's the foundation of being authentic. Intuition is, uh, is listening to the voice as it speaks to you and, and trusting it to respond to it. Integrity is knowing what your values are and being committed to them so that any decision that you make, they're easy to make because your value system is known, because we make make decisions based on our value system. So that's another part of the inner voice domain. And the third one is inspiration. And I like to separate inspiration from motivation because inspiration comes from the inside out, motivation from the outside in. And even if you get motivated, you still have to be inspired to do anything. So those are the three dimensions of the inner voice, intuition, integrity, and inspiration.
1: And then you mentioned another domain is outer
2: voice. The outer voice, yes. The outer voice has to do with the voice that you give to others, your first impression, how others perceive you, what they see of you, when, what they think of you when they see you. And the three dimensions there are net wellness, network, and net wealth. Now, net wellness is a dimension because... How you care for yourself physically is something that people can discern to a certain extent when they meet you. Are you overweight? Are you, um, uh, are you healthy? Is your skin glowing? Do you take care of yourself? How are you dressed? What is your basic wellness quotient? How, how do you walk? Do you have energy? Is there, is there any spring in your step? Just how does all that come apart? And as someone who's authentic, you want the net wellness because you want the energy to be who you're supposed to be, and you want the longevity to be it for a long time.
1: I, I love that terminology: net wellness, net worth, and, and net wealth. I think that's
2: that's just brilliant. Thank you, thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, so, network, of course, is the people around you, and it's in the center. It's the spoke in the wheel of all the dimensions because all of them connect with it. Because anytime you have any challenge in life, where do you go? You go to someone that you know, and who you know. There's two different parts of who you know. One is your quality network. And the other is your quantity network. Now, the quality are those people who are close to you. They know you well. They know you're good. They know you're bad. And they still love you. And there are people who will be honest with you and give you perspective maybe you cannot see, especially in times of challenge. And then you have your quantity network, which is all your associates, those who you know who... Maybe uh, you can call if you need it, the plumbers and the secretaries and uh, the bridal consultants, whatever, whomever that you may know out there uh, that you can call on uh, to move forward. And as a professional speaker, like myself, you want a large quantity because that's what will help get you bookings. And no matter what profession you're in, especially if you're an entrepreneur, you want a wide quantity network because that's that's a resource for you for the things that you're trying to do. And then the third dimension of of outer voice is net wealth. And always when I say that, people think I'm talking about money, but I'm really talking about abundance, the things that bring you joy. When you think about money, what is money for but to buy you the things that you need to survive in this society? You need clothes. You need a place to live. You need transportation. uh, You need food. But what we do is we quantify it and we say we want the best clothes, the biggest house, you know, the most expensive car, and that's when we get ourselves in trouble. But when we look at net wealth as abundance and the things that bring you joy, when you redefine it that way, then net wealth then becomes spirituality, it becomes friendships, family, and those are the things that bring you joy. The money can never go with you. But the feeling you get from the things that bring you joy can stay with you, um, you know, throughout different lifetimes.
1: Most definitely. And, and when we constantly seek after the, the money part of abundance, we don't necessarily uh, reap the joyful part of the experiences. But if we go after the joy, most often the money will follow.
2: That is absolutely true. You know, authenticity, one saying that I say frequently is, authenticity puts purpose over profit.
1: Absolutely, and I would love to hear about the third domain when we return from this break. Norma Hollis is with us today. She is the voice doctor. She's written Ten Steps to Authenticity: Creating a Rewarding and Satisfying Life. She's going to be in the Columbia, South Carolina area this weekend. She's also going to be in Phoenix, Detroit, and Memphis uh, later on this fall. You can get in touch with her at normahollis.com. There's also a wonderful authenticity test that you can download from her website, and we'll speak a little bit more about. That when we return, I'm Simran Singh, and I'm excited to announce 1111 magazine is now across the country at Barnes and Nobles. So pick it up, pick your copy up today. We'll be right back with Norma Hollis.
0: Be extraordinary. Seventh Wave Network.
3: are you looking for life's balance look no further than seventh wave network we're bringing you life's balance with shaman m let melody mcbride take you on a unique listening experience you'll explore the world of alternative health learn about the many facets of healing preventative lifestyles from children to seniors will be discussed on the show listen for life's balance with shaman m broadcast live every monday at 11 a.m pacific time and 2 p.m eastern time on seventh wave network it's the healthy side of life. Let peace and balance be yours.
0: The results indicate your child has neuroblastoma. There's evidence of metastasis. You need to schedule bone We'll need to perform a surgical biopsy. MyBG scan. After you hear your child has cancer,
2: chances are
0: you don't hear anything else. CureSearch.org connects you to the most comprehensive research and advice on childhood cancer and to other families who know exactly what you're going through. CureSearch.org. You're not as alone as you feel. Brought to you by CareSearch and the Ad Council. Listening on a higher dimension. Seventh Wave Network.
1: On Christmas Day 2008, the Pope suggested we adopt a spirit of authentic solidarity. Norma Hollis goes around the country and she helps individuals step into a more authentic place in their lives. She has... Stormed the authenticity movement across this country. And thousands of men and women are starting to utilize their voice, their purpose, their power, and their passion to a greater degree. Uh, Norma Hollis has written a book which is called 10 Steps to Authenticity Creating a Rewarding and Satisfying Life. And you can find out more about her and the many offerings that she has at normahollis.com. I'd like to also add again that uh, the 1111 magazine, if you're not familiar with it, is available on our magazine site, 1111mag.com, and now available in Barnes & Nobles across the country. This is our first issue to hit every store throughout North America, so uh, please run out and get your copy today. It's a wonderful, useful tool to meet different teachers, tools, practices that can support you in achieving your empowerment and personal growth, and it is a wonderful coaching tool so that you can have some self-coaching and go through your processes at your own pace. So I hope you will take part in that. We were speaking about the nine dimensions of authenticity, and Norma had gone into two of the three domains, uh, the inner, the outer, and the expressive. We went into the inner, which was intuition, integrity, and inspiration, and the outer, which is net wellness, network, and network wealth, all wonderful, wonderful tools to know about. If you could go into the third one, Norma, and let us know about that one.
2: Well, the third one is um, expressive voice. And I first want to say that when the inner voice and outer voice are aligned, meaning that they're both giving the same message, then you do have a nice degree of integrity, of of authenticity. You note some people, we all know some people who have um, a good, um, uh, they say one thing and do something else and that means that they're not aligned, and you want the alignment to occur. But true authenticity occurs when you're also aligned with your expressive voice, and that's the voice who expresses who you are, who lets the world know who you are. And the three dimensions of expressive voice are legacy, likability, and lifestyle. Now, by legacy, I'm talking about the legacy you were born with and the one you leave behind when you go. And by that, I mean what are your gifts and talents. We all have certain gifts and talents that – cause us to be who we are. And when we are in affinity with our gifts and talents, we, we, things soar, things flow. And we are, when we are doing things that we're not in affinity with, that are not our gifts and talents, it is more challenging. So if you are a person who is not gifted in mathematical skills and yet you're asked to do that, sometimes that's very challenging. So knowing what your gifts and and talents are is very critical.
1: Norma, in regard to knowing those gifts and talents, um, if if a person has tapped into those, can you give any suggestions as, as to how someone taps into more courage to be able to express those? Some people do have challenge with having the courage to move forward in their dreams or their talents.
2: Well, you know, the courage comes from the confidence of, of knowing that that's your gift because I, I, you know, I would be surprised if someone did not have courage to do what came naturally. And maybe you may, have courage not, you may not have courage to do it in public, but if you are an, if you are an artist, if one of your gifts has to be, happens to be visual-spatial and that causes you to be a very good artist, then um, why would you not have confidence in doing it? You may not have confidence in sharing it with the world, but certainly behind your own closed door. If it's your gift, you've got to be doing something about it because it's a part of who you are. It would be unnatural. You'd be denying yourself if you weren't doing something with it.
1: Most definitely. Most definitely. So legacy, likability, and lifestyle. Tell us about likability.
2: Likability has to do with your personality. How likable are you? How are you putting the best parts of your personality forward for for, for people to see and to participate in? And Um,
1: that has nothing to do with people-pleasing. That's a completely different place to go
2: completely different. It means being who you are, and we all have good and bad parts of our personality, but most of us would prefer to interact with someone who's positive versus someone who's not. So how are you displaying the positive parts of yourself? How are you allowing the best parts of your personality to shine through? Because it's through your personality that you attract and draw people, other people to you. Through your personality that you can enhance your network, both quality and quantity. Through your personality that you also can express your gifts and talents. So if you're not expressing your personality, then you are denying yourself in more ways than what you're aware of.
1: And the third uh, aspect of the expressive voice was lifestyle.
2: Lifestyle is what you do on a day-to-day basis, and that goes over and beyond the things that we know about, like smoking and drinking and things like that. But by lifestyle, I'm referring, for example, when you wake up in the morning and this alarm clock goes off, do you get up? happy to start the day or do you just continuously push snooze so you can sleep a little more or maybe you don't even use an alarm clock what's your lifestyle what do you do when you get home from work do you sit on the couch you know flop down put a TV on and and just you know go to sleep or do you uh, come home with some fast food and eat that and uh, and flip channels and uh, what's your lifestyle or do you come home and exercise or do something that might be more positive for you So how are you living your life on a day-to-day basis? What are you doing? How are you being productive? And how is that working out for you? So that has to do with lifestyle. When your uh, expressive voice, outer voice, and inner voice are all giving the same message, wow, that's a person who is extremely authentic. And I think that's that's what being genuine, honest, sincere, the common good, is having the highest possible score on taking the authenticity assessment.
1: Well, and I'd like to get into that since you brought that up. You, you have an authenticity assessment that you've developed. How does that work, and can we really measure our authenticity
2: level? Well, what I find so interesting is I've been, I, I, created the, I, I did the research on authenticity for about 30 years, and 30 years of research led me to write a number of workbooks, which I call inventories, to take people on an inventory on a journey inside of themselves, and that's one workbook for each of the nine dimensions that I just um, discussed. And then I took that and shortened that into the book 10 Steps to Authenticity, which is a summary of the entire 250-page detailed program that I did. And then I took that and turned that into a nine-question assessment called the Authenticity Assessment. Now, I've been giving that assessment across the country for the last year and a half. And the responses that I'm getting are, are just phenomenal. People are saying, wow. That really speaks to me. It says exactly where I'm at. So, uh, the, the assessment asks you one question in each of the nine dimensions, and you're answering it by the degree to which you have integrated that concept into your life. It's not just a yes-no. It's how much of this are you actually doing? Like listening to your intuitive voice under the intuition one. Are you just listening sometimes? Are you listening, you know, uh, often? Are you listening and fully trusting? And to what degree is that? So each of the nine areas has a question that allows you to examine yourself and look at the degree to which you are living that dimension. And then from there you end up with a score that gives you an idea of just how much you're living your life authentically or inauthentically.
1: One one thing I'd like to bring up, particularly for listeners as well, is doing this sort of work, personal development, self-growth, empowerment work, it does require discipline it does require you being totally honest with yourself and really putting the spotlight on everything that you do so that you do move forward because we have to be authentic with ourselves first and foremost before we can be authentic with anyone else.
2: So true. Right.
1: So as someone is starting their process and they are stepping into authenticity step by step, um, how hard? how hard is it or... What happens if people make it too hard? What, what does their life look like if, if they don't step fully into authenticity? Or I guess what I'm trying to say is what's the payoff if they do step into their authenticity?
2: Well, um, the payoff is a deeper level of satisfaction, a deeper level of commitment to what it is you're on the planet to do. Um, you, that you asked that question is interesting. I, In my protege program, I have calls every Tuesday night and just this past Tuesday one of my protégés asked me uh, what my take was on the platinum protégés, my highest level people that I'm actually training to do live events, to be speakers and be authentic and tell their story. What, what is it about them that makes them successful? And I responded that there were two things. One was their level of commitment because they're committed to this. They believe in it and they're doing it. And secondly is their willingness to tell their story. We, everybody, everybody in this world has a story. Some people's story is more dramatic and painful than others. I In fact, was training today, and one of my uh, platinum protégés, I had two of them on the stage together, and they each were telling the story. And one told the story about how she always felt that she was never beautiful and how painful that was for her. So that had one level of pain, and it, caused, it has caused her in the last several months to grow considerably by remembering this story and being able to tell it. But the other girl, when she told her story, her story was being sexually abused at the age of two and then again at the age of 12. And as she was telling the story and and you could actually see the pain and feel the pain, but not only that, like I told her, you know, you kind of went through it so fast so you must have needed to tell that story because you could see the release and the relief that came over her once the story was told. So we all have stuff from our childhood, from years gone by that have left us, us with certain feelings and emotions and attitudes and perspectives that don't serve us well where we are right now. So the value of coming to your authentic core is the value of remembering these stories, dealing with these stories, putting them in perspective, not blaming yourself for them, and then evolving beyond them. Because when we stay stuck in our stories, we don't grow.
1: Well, and that sounds like uh, being able to be transparent, really using that particular tool. And I'd love for you to speak a little bit about transparency and freedom when we come back from this this particular break. I'm here today with Norma Hollis, the voice doctor. She has written 10 Steps to Authenticity. You can go to her website, normahollis.com. And take the authenticity uh, test and find out your level, your authenticity level. And you can also find out different events that she will be presenting at Dallas, Phoenix, Detroit, and Memphis are coming up, along with Columbia, South Carolina, this particular weekend, Saturday, September 19th, at the Marriott Spring Hill Suites. I am Simran Singh, and we'll be right back with Norma Hollis.
0: Awakened Media for a Transforming World. Seventh Wave Network. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine, order now at www.1111mag.com, 1111mag.com. Listening on a higher dimension, 7th Wave Network.
1: For an individual that is interested in spreading health and well-being throughout this country, I urge you to visit choicealliance.org. This is a member community of holistic practitioners and those that desire for this country to grow and prosper and support those individuals that are seeking their particular services. Visit choicealliance.org and connect to the various practitioners that are there. If you are a practitioner and would like to be a member of this organization, you will receive not only support in marketing, advertising, and lots of different types of exposure, but various business educational tools and support from a community of like-minded individuals. So once again, please visit choicealliance.org. I'm here today with Norma Hollis, normahollis.com. She's going to be in Detroit, October 3rd, Memphis, October 31st, and Phoenix, November 7th. She is in Columbia, South Carolina this weekend, Saturday, September 9th at the Marriott Spring Hill Suites, and that is a free event. From nine to five to gain a lot of this valuable information and go a little deeper into your own uh, adventure into authenticity. In addition, go to her website and take the authenticity test and find out what your score is, and you can find out some of the other inventories, books, and products that she has available there. Norma, when we left the last segment, we were talking about uh, individuals speaking on their story and, and, and being able to do that, it sounds like that there is a level of transparency that has to come about uh, the more and more authentic that we want to be. And that level of transparency allows us to then step into a place of true freedom.
2: That, that's so true. You know, transparency is not a word that I have used myself a lot, but it's a word that I've heard a lot with reference to authenticity and the things that I'm doing. And uh, it, it's, it's so important uh, to be transparent. I believe when you're not being transparent, the lack of transparency will come back to haunt you eventually anyway. So why not start out by being authentic and being transparent? Um, what's, to, what's to hide? What's to lose? Uh, some people, you mentioned shame earlier, and maybe that's what's to hide and what's to lose, but that's only a thought. And as any thought, that can be changed. So unless you are judging yourself too harshly, uh, shame should not even come into your vocabulary or your consciousness, particularly as it relates to yourself.
1: Well, and I, I, I feel also when we're able to tell our story and we can be that transparent, it means that we no longer carry whatever feelings of shame or guilt or whatever we have attached to a particular incident uh, because we don't, that, like you said, that's a thought that we have now attached or feeling we've now attached to something that is not really true because we're all very, we are whole and complete and abundant. We just simply have to remember ourselves as that.
2: Right, and that's also living in judgment. So judge not lest you be judged. You Unless you've walked in someone else's shoes, you don't know what they're thinking or what they went through. But most people, from my experience, Every single day, they're doing the very best that they can do. And you can't ask more than that of anyone.
1: Absolutely. And as we become uh, more authentic in our lives and we're able to tell our stories and we're able to connect to people that way because we more often we have similar stories to people than not, um, right. what does that do in terms of our sense of freedom and, and really living life?
2: Oh, you know, that's why telling story. that's why speakers are so popular Particularly, especially who tell stories, because when when you hear a person's story that has some alignment with your story, it's totally freeing. You know, like wow, they went through that, and I thought I had troubles. Or, well, they say the man I, I, I saw myself I because I had no shoes, and I met the man that had no no feet. So that's kind of what it does, and it lets, lets you know that no matter how tough your situation is, somebody had it tougher, and they still survived. Wow. I can survive, too. And that's the power of stories that people are going through. Everybody wants to know what's your story, what's your life experience. It's not just about hearing facts from people. The, the speakers that you're most um, connected to are the ones whose stories you connect to. So to- stories are just, they're, they're, they're important for the storyteller because it's, it's a catharsis, it's a release. They're important for the person listening to the story because they get to connect and to see that they're not alone.
1: Well, and and what you said just now in terms of really speaking out that story and connecting with someone in that way, we are more more alike than we are different. And we really are all here desiring to be loved. We all feel pain. We are so much more alike than we are different.
2: Right. You know, I recently was doing some work and some study on DNA, and I found out that as humans 99.1% of our DNA is identical it's only 0.9% that's different. Wow. Isn't that something? So that just reinforces you to say we're all, we're all alike. We all go to the bathroom the same way. We, we eat the same way. We do these things the same. Uh, our experiences give us different filters that makes us see life differently, but when you narrow it down to its lowest common denominator, we're all human. We're all the same.
1: As you very powerfully help uh, men and women connect to their voice and be able to bring that out you're giving them permission to be who they are because you yourself are are being that example. And as they step fully into your platinum programs and into their lives and they become speakers or just even in their own personal lives become more powerful voices, they give permission to others to be powerful. Uh, Talk a little bit about how that being of an example is so much more powerful than trying to tell someone how to do it.
2: Well, another saying: Do as I say, not as I do. Right. Well, you know, bottom line is, like it or not, every person on this planet is a role model for somebody. So somebody is watching you and learning from you. Whether it's your child, a niece or nephew, a co-worker, a friend, a mother, a father, everyone is watching. Somebody's watching you and watching you intently. So um, given given that you are a role model, and therefore, just be who it is you were sent to be and therefore you can be the most effective role model to impact others uh, so that they can impact their lives. You know, in my events, I talk in the very beginning about imagine a world. Imagine a world where everybody's living it authentically. And what kind of world would that be? Would that not be a place where people are now happy? Because their happiness comes when you have accomplishment, and accomplishments come oftentimes when you're being yourself. So that's what authenticity does, another level of satisfaction and contentment in your life.
1: Well, Norma, before, uh, before we leave tonight, I'd love for you to share any last bit of wisdom that you want our listeners to hear from you uh, because I know that they're all going to immediately go to your website and take their authenticity test. What, what little piece of wisdom would you like to leave our audience with?
2: Well, um, first of all, to say that authenticity puts purpose over profit. If you're in a job that you hate because you think the money is the answer and you know it's not because you're not happy, then you're fooling yourself to stay. It's time then to get to know your gifts and talents so you can know what areas that you have an affinity to that you can transition yourself in. Authenticity means being content and satisfied with who you are, and not on the surface level but on a deep, deep level so that the things that you do, the people that you attract to you, the activity that you engage in are all conducive of supporting and enhancing the authentic part of yourself live authentically there's no other way to do it and do it satisfactorily
1: thank you so much norma for being on the show today you have provided just enormous wisdom and powerful tips that will support people just in the hearing of it so i i know that they're going to access your website visit normahollis.com norma's journey to find her own authenticity has taken her through a series of personal experiences that set the stage for discoveries that would change her life and the lives of others as a result of her journey to authentic wellness. She's been able to create products, workshops, speaking engagements that can help you achieve your own authentic wellness. Visit NormaHollis.com. Also, get your subscription to 1111 Magazine today, 1111mag.com, or go to Barnes & Noble and pick up a copy. I'll see you next week with Kelly, Holly, and Doug talking about the science of the reconnection, Reconnective Kids, and now Reconnective Yoga. Take care, and until then. (music)